fitting, I think, on this last Sunday of the church year, when after hearing all of the things that Jesus has said and has done, recognizing, of course, his passion and death on the cross, resurrection and all of the things that we associate with his life and death, that we do so with this gospel that records what happened, at least part of what happened, in the last day of his life. In fact, I think it's quite interesting. This is the last conversation he has with anybody in this world. When he comes to Pilate, he's been buffeted, slapped around, punched, but he hasn't yet been scourged or had to endure the crown of thorns. And, of course, it's fitting for the one that we recognize as the king of the universe that he encounters the person who's probably the most powerful in that part of the world. He answers directly to Caesar, Pontius Pilate does, and he's used to people coming to him, and he's used to sentencing people to execution. He's certainly had people that have uh, broken down, pleading with him, please save my life. But we also know that he encounters someone unlike he's seen before in Jesus. He, of course, reacts, and, and the uh, Sanhedrin realized that when they turned Jesus over to him about being a king. He knows that Caesar will have no kings other than, of course, his puppet kings like Herod. And so Pilate gets right to it. Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus, wanting to know, will we really have an exchange between us, says to him, do you say this on your own, or have others told you about me? And Jesus uh, evokes in Pilate a resentment. I'm sure he's used to looking down upon those who are coming before him for sentencing. And he says uh, almost derisively, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation, the chief priest handed you over to me. What have you done? And Jesus continues on, my kingdom does not belong to this world. If my kingdom did belong to this world, my attendants would be fighting to keep me from being handed over. But as it is, my kingdom is not here. Ah, Pilate says, so then you are a king. And this is a, is a critical statement that Jesus makes, and it's, and it's one that gives us a clarity, I think, as he reaches this last day of his life and the brutal passion he's going to be enduring. Jesus says, you say that I am a king, as if to remind him and, and others, I don't make any such claims. He says, for this I was born, for this I came into the world, what? Testify to the truth. Oh, my goodness. That seems like an easy thing to do, but we know maybe particularly in this day and age, whether we're looking at uh, the truth in advertising, whether we're looking for truth in politics, or we're talking about truth personally, what a struggle it is to find that. Everyone who belongs to the truth 
listens to my voice. Now we know that that's the last conversation he has. In fact, he doesn't engage Pilate again. He comes back uh, before Pilate after he's been savagely beaten. Once he's had the crown of thorns pressed into his scalp, he comes back bleeding and, and, and as I say, savagely beaten. And, uh, and Pilate asks him some questions and Jesus doesn't answer. And that Gospel of John continues. We don't have it in this particular part of the passage. But Pilate resents it. He said, don't you know I have the power to, to uh, release you or to crucify you? But Jesus doesn't make a, a big deal about that. He said, you only have that power because it has been given to you from above. And we know that a Jesus who has basically stopped talking with Pilate when he sent to Herod. He doesn't speak a single word. He, he absolutely disrespects, I suppose, Herod, but then Herod has earned very little respect. But Jesus, uh, as he endures not only the, the savage beating, the rejection of the people when they want Barabbas released, what a horrific final day of his life. But still, he wants it clear why he's here. He didn't come to perform miracles. He came to perform, the, the, he came to tell the truth about what our teachings are meant to, to be in our lives, how we are to, to follow his example of the truth. And we, we recognize that part of, of understanding the truth, and in that respect, we're probably quite a bit ahead of his apostles, at least at this stage anyway, we understand what the truth is. We know the truth is that we are children of God. We know that God wants us home with him and that Jesus' shedding of the blood on the cross washes away our sins. And that's a beautiful truth to understand and it's a beautiful truth to convey to others. On the feast of Christ the King, behold our king. Who would have ever imagined that a king could face that kind of end to his life? Kings just aren't executed. They may be killed in battle or so, but they don't die that kind of ignominious death. I mentioned the I-N-R-I. I think probably many of you know the I in this case is in the Latin a J and is pronounced like a Y. Jesum Nazareum Rex Judeum. Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. And of course, the, the Jewish, the, the uh, leading chief priest went to Pilate, take down that sign, he's not King of the Jews, he just claims to be. And Pilate, who, though he was quite wishy-washy through most all of this, and probably did want to release Jesus, he was uncomfortable with, with all of this, he says, what I have written, I have written. It's worth us thinking about, as we conclude a church year, 
but it's also beautiful that we can move on from it, that we have, that we understand the kinds of truths that Jesus brings. We understand the un unbelievable courage he showed in enduring his passion and death. When we talk about Jesus Christ, King of the universe, we know that's not for any short term. That will be forever. There's no elections to be held. He is, he is recognized here on earth as he is in heaven as sole ruler of all of us. And he is the one who, having been sent by his Father in heaven, fulfilled his task so beautifully. And we are the beneficiary. This is a feast of great joy. That's why we wear the old vestment here. This is a time of genuine celebration. And we're going to start the cycle all over again uh, next, next Sunday. We're going to celebrate the feast of the first Sunday of Advent, we're going to encounter through the Sundays of Advent the courageous efforts of that, that young Bedouin cop, couple, Joseph and Mary. We're going to reach that point of great celebration, one of the three great feasts of our church year, and maybe the most important because without this we don't have the others, but the birth of Jesus on Christmas, the resurrection of Jesus on Easter, and of course, the birth of the church on Pentecost. And it's, it's a joyful time for all of us, and it's one in which hopefully we can uh, find our strength, find our truth, seek truth. Do not let people get away with telling us lies when we know they're lies, but in truth, to pursue this faith that we have been so blessed to, to inherit and to continue our role in passing on our understanding of and faith in Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Universe.